I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello, we're not there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by one of my regular co-hosts and someone that is becoming the best friend of the pod. Uh, so first, my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Well, hello there. It's so good to be back from D23 Expo 2022. I am full of pixie dust and lots of Disney Marvel Lucas film and everything joy and excitement. How's that? That's perfect. And you know, it, it's <laughs> got to be really confusing all weekend to go D23 2022 because it just doesn't seem right, does it? But it, it is nice to have you back. Also joining us for this reaction episode is B Bonner, who's come on a bunch of these shows recently. Welcome, yeah. B. Hello, and I would just like to say there's a new sheriff in town. That's right. <laughs> See you later, Vanessa. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, anyway. Oops, don't yeah. tell her that. <laughs> no, we love you, Vanessa. We'll, so, we can't wait to have you back. Yeah. Yes. There were so many announcements at D23, and what we decided to do was instead of trying to go through all of the lists together and pick out a whole weekend worth of announcements, we're just going to go through and we're going to basically do like a round robin, just go around the table here, the virtual table for you. And we're going to just say some of the things that we are excited about. Yes, yes Brett? well, Craig, um, I just, I really hate to correct you at this point, but since Jeffrey Epstein has corrected you on this, you can't just say D23. Uh-oh. You have to say D23, D23 Expo. Sure. Expo. Yes. There we go. Okay. How's that? Because I thought that lesson was learned. I, you know, now every time I've been texting anything, I will say the whole thing. D23 Expo because, yeah, because Mr. Jeffrey Epstein of D23 fame, you know, corrected you. Yes. And, you know, he did. So, he did yes. in an email. It was nice. Uh, <laughs> we, we were able to secure some media passes um, and I was not able to go out there, but Jeffrey was nice enough to help us make sure we could get those transferred. But then at the same time, correcting me, that it is not <laughs> D23. It is D23 Expo. So Brett, I will try to do that Thank uh, you. for the rest of the episode yeah, for you and for it's Jeffrey, for sure. Bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I get it. But what we're going to do is basically just talk about the things that the three of us are excited. We haven't really compared notes at all. And so this is going to go all sorts of different directions. <laughs> the announcements really started as early as Friday, along with the Legends panel and everything else. They actually introduced a new ride into Avengers Campus out in Disneyland at the Legends panel. So we mm-hmm. got a little bit of a taste of that all the way through Sunday night. It was just a jam-packed weekend. And so let's get into it. Brett. It only feels right that because you were the person that was in the room this past weekend that you get to go first. What was the thing that you and I know this is going to be tough for you. I totally get that. But what is the thing that just made you like the most excited about um, and not just being in the physical space, but the announcement that made you the most excited? There were times where I literally I I, I did have a jaw drop moment. And the one of the first times that happened was for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You know, I mean, they showed that preview or, you know, the trailer 
And what's so cool with absolutely almost all of the trailers is that the cast, if the cast is invited on stage and everyone woo-woos and, you know, you're <laughs> seeing these amazing actors like, you know, for me, luckily I was like, you know, 15 feet away or less from, you know, all these major FOMO. People. That was so cool. And, um, and so they're watching these promos in these trailers for the first time too. And to watch, you know, we get to see it, but to watch their reaction, they are so excited. But so, you know, yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, my jaw dropped. It looked so good. And it's, you know, it's going to be so special because of, you know, unfortunately losing Chadwick Boseman, but they are behind that film. And that was just amazing. So that was my one of my first jaw dropping moments. And that was on the Saturday morning panel. I even knew what time of day it was. That's pretty good. You know, <laughs> that like, is pretty good that you can just so blur, keep that straight, but, you, you know, know. Yeah. Black Panther is one that we don't have to wait a whole lot of time for. This is going to be our next installment of an MCU film. It's coming out in just a couple of months. It's really exciting. And I know that they also honor Chadwick Boseman by making him posthumously a Disney legend. His brother accepted it on his behalf mm -hmm. at the ceremony. And so it's just uh, like you said, it's going to be an emotional film. I mean, just watching that trailer and knowing the the gravity of this situation um, when they actually revealed the trailer just after comic-con it, it it's going to be just such an emotional ride for that movie and uh but ryan coogler really can't do any wrong i mean from Fruitvale station to creed to black panther this guy is just a filmmaker through and through and i can't wait to see what he does b what about you are you excited for black panther oh i am so excited i mean when i first watched the trailer and you just, I got tears in my eyes hearing Angela Bassett deliver oh gosh, her lines, yes. like chills, goosebumps. I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, this is going to be a good one. Because honestly, I will have to say Marvel for me has not been hidden for me lately with these mm -hmm. movies. And so when I saw the Black Panther 2 uh, trailer, I'm like, this is it. This is going to mm -hmm. be the one that's going to make me be like, you know what? I remember why I'm a fan now. Mm -hmm. And bringing in Namor as a villain. Uh, also, this is not my original thought. I can't remember. I need to cite my source, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. But everybody's assuming that the Black Panther, that basically this is going to be transferred over to Siri. Yeah. But what if Angela Bassett becomes the Black Panther? Could, now, like, I mean, I don't know. Really, it could go to anybody uh, in Wakanda at this moment. So we'll see what ends up happening. But truly excited for that film and good way to kick us off. Not necessarily new information from that movie, but you got to see that in the hall with those actors present, with Ryan Coogler there. And I can imagine that that was an amazing experience for you, Brett. Mm -hmm. So B, I'll let you go next and then I'll uh, round out our first round. So go ahead. What's your first announcement from any of the panels that was just really exciting for you? Yeah, well, I'll kind of stick with the Marvel thing. And I know Craig and I talked about this a little bit. Marvel is coming out with a new video game. And I don't usually play video games. But when you see this one, it looks awesome. Now, they don't have a name for it yet. But it's going to be centered around Captain America and Black Panther, T'Challa's grandfather, during World War II. And so they show, like, a clip of the game, like, the story behind it. And it looks so cool. And it looks like it's going to be, you're going to be able to be in Wakanda. You're going to be in England. You're going to be everywhere. So mm. it looks like a really cool game. The story looks great. The visuals look crazy. To me, it looks like a movie. It doesn't even look like a game. So I'm so excited to play it when it eventually does come out. Yeah, it looks so cool. I mean, like, and to think like, 
of Black Panther and Captain America beating up Nazis. Like yeah. everything about that sounds great. And all they showed <laughs> us was like the cinematic kind of view of this apartment in Paris, but it looked incredible. So immediately I was like texting with B and I'm like, I got to go buy a PlayStation 5 finally. And this is, uh, I, I, um, immediately was like, Anna, I'm saving up for a PlayStation 5. So, no, it looks beautiful. It's really cool combination of characters because I don't know, uh, you know, I've read an awful lot of Captain America and I've mm-hmm. read a good amount of Black Panther, but I don't know that this is necessarily a story that's like ripped from the comics. I think that this is really a pairing that they decided to do here and it's just a really cool concept. So I'm excited to see where it goes from here. They've been kind of hit or miss from what I understand. I heard the Avengers game is a bit clunky of a game and then i've heard that guardians of the galaxy is one of the best games out there on the next gen system so hopefully more guardians of the galaxy like than it is uh the (laughs) avengers game but we'll see what happens in the future but that that is really exciting now brett i know you're not necessarily a gamer but did you have anything on that you didn't go to the games panel i don't think right that was after legends on friday no, no, I had other things I had to do, but um yeah, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you both enjoy it and I'm not really a gamer. See, I'm like going I kind of missed out on that and I'm like going I have enough going on, so please enjoy on my behalf. Thank you. We'll play and get back to you and let you know how it goes. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Sure. I'm going to be strategic here a little bit and know that I think some of my announcements that I'm going to give you all might not necessarily grasp on immediately. It's kind of like when we do our drafts at this point, but I really wanted to be the one to bring this up. And that is the news that started off the parks panel. We were, uh, able to watch the parks panel in its entirety, which was great because mm-hmm. it was live streamed their live stream kind of questionable throughout the weekend, (laughs) uh, especially during that Legends panel. I don't think that they really had properly primed us to know that they were going to be cutting away from the panels as much as they did, especially in Legends. And so there was I, I will tell you what, there were a couple of thoughts about it online. Uh, <laughs> that large that. chat was and funny. <laughs> poor, poor Brett Iwin and Ashley Eckstein, who is they're just trying to like host these like side gigs and things like that. And people were just ripping it to shreds. But understandable, there were stuff in there that they wanted to just show people in the hall. That's why I was so happy when they did actually show us the entirety of the parks panel on the live stream. And so, of course, the very first thing that we get is Jordan Fisher's singing happily ever after and that is because the announcement is that enchantment is going away happily ever after will return in 2023 i say bring it back in 2022 i mean what let's just do october 1st why not let's just get enchantment (laughs) out of here and bring back uh the happily ever after also maybe more surprising because i think that the writing was kind of on the wall Jordan Fisher had been kind of doing this campaign on TikTok and uh, through his Instagram to really bring back Happily Ever After. And you're kind of like, he knows the Disney company. I don't know that he would be pushing it that hard if it already wasn't (laughs) in the works. And then I wasn't, I was sort of surprised about the announcement that they are also ditching Harmonious as well, which uh, I am pretty excited about. Um, I'm excited to get a new nighttime nighttime show there. The only downside to that, and I mean, we can get thoughts here, but I can't imagine those barges are going anywhere. So I think that (laughs) because the barges were so expensive, I can't imagine that the new show will not incorporate those in some way. But B, I'll go to you first on either of these uh, items, but the new nighttime shows coming to Walt Disney World. 
Yeah, I'm happy for Jordan Fisher. Uh, I think he's a great guy. You could just tell he was so happy when they made the announcement. However, Harmonious, you breaking my heart here because when you the like song, it? oh my gosh, I listened to mm-hmm. that uh, soundtrack a little bit more than I uh, mm-hmm. care to admit. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, two of my favorite gospel singers are included in Harmonious, and that mm-hmm. is uh, Kiki Sheard, uh, Kiki Sheard, and Karen Clark Sheard. I love mm-hmm. them so much. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in the church. We all know that. I'm mm-hmm. a little gospel-y myself. And mm-hmm. so the Clark sisters were a big part of my growing up. And so when I first heard the dig a little deeper section, I'm like, hold on. That sounds like Kiki exactly. and Karen. Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? This is it. So uh, sometimes you will see me shouting in my mm-hmm. office when I play it. And I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this is it right here. So when I heard they were getting rid of it, I'm like, hold on. Y'all are you taking away by Kiki and Karen, are y'all? So I'm a little upset about that. So they're going to have to come a little harder, whatever they're trying to do next. Okay. Well, and I should say that, you know, my issues with Harmonious are much more about the barges and the way they are. You can't <sighs> view it from around um, World Showcase. I get and that. I don't think that's changing. So the show itself, I have no qualms about the show. I think it's a, a nice show. It's, it definitely has beautiful music to it. It's just those barges, man. But I can't, I can't get over <laughs> them. But Brett... Uh, talk to me about either of these changes to nighttime spectaculars. Do you think it was always now, Brett? Um, How about both? Why don't do I talk you, to you, you about both it, of these ideas and why you're wrong? Yeah, do you um, think? No, I'm was, sorry. Why think, I differ in opinion from you. <laughs> do you? Do you think it was always in the plan to only have these nighttime celebrations for 18 months during the 50th anniversary, or is this due to? audience or or whatever? I what do you know. think? Well, this I think is it's due a combination to? of things. Well, if you're okay with. Uh, um, going back to, uh, what's it called again? What's the Jordan Fish song? Happily Ever After? Happily Ever oh, After. Yeah, Happily Ever After, which I saw on the final, on its, well, first run, final night for the first time. Very cool. Audience loves it. Okay. So I'll bring it back. It doesn't cost any, <laughs> you know, just bring it back, make the fans happy and, you know, then work on something else. So that makes sense. But I must say, when I started hearing the music, I'm like going, oh, oh. And then they came out and sang live. Okay. That was really cool. That was very <laughs> cool. So I'm glad about that. Now, Harmonious, we differ. Um, I, you know, I've always said that how do you make an audience a Disney audience happy as an Imagineer, you know, so you're going to replace something that's, you know, beloved with something that's new. Um, so there aren't memories attached to that, but it's this ex- extremely artistic expression of music and technology and kinetic sculpture, honestly, and fireworks and all this. And so I f- find it very interesting and artistic, and I'm glad that they went with that. Because from what I understand with the original World of Color, it was supposed to be a very artistic sort of expression as well with paper folding sculptures and all of this sort of stuff. And at that point, it was Bob Iger kind of said, nah, not doing that. And they kind of went with a more sort of traditional reusing animation and all that. So I was very happy to see uh, you know, Harmonious have a very artistic touch to it um that being said why not something new let's let's stop you know the doing the illuminations for 127 years and bring something new you know each different time i think that's a good thing so and this one celebrates disney 100 so it's um yeah so and that yeah there's a new disneyland um so or evening nighttime spectacular too which is supposed to have include i'm sorry you know how i go on um it's supposed to have like 
all of the films, all of the films of the last hundred years. So pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yep. That's, yeah. those are my thoughts on the two things you were talking about, Craig. Plus a little <laughs> bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Brett. I really do appreciate that. Now I think that B I'm going to let you go ahead and open us up in this next round. And then I'm going to go next and make Brett go last because <laughs> he is still, he's still too busy trying to find the perfect viewing location for harmonious. Uh, there's only I two found of them. It. So I found a couple go of check them. it out. Oh, there. No. <laughs> All right, B, what's what's the next thing that has you the most excited from D23 Expo 2022? There you go. You said it right. (laughs) Okay, well, the next thing that made me really excited was, and I like to call this section, what's behind Big Thunder Mountain? Oh, Oh, when when they started talking about the concepts for this, I'm like, they're going to do something really cool. Now, whether they do Coco and Kanto or the villains. Now, I, I really hope oh they go with the villains idea because I could just see me hanging out with the evil queen, honey. Like <laughs> we, we would be some bad mamajamas in the park together. But whatever they decide to bring, it will be really cool. And Kanto might be cool just because I think it's that new cool thing that everybody's into. Kids are playing it over and over again, like Frozen. I'm obsessed with it. I listen to We Don't Talk About Bruno a couple of times a day. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really excited. What if they do an attraction where they take you into Bruno's like room? Mm-hmm. Like what if they what if they do that? That would be so cool. Like mm-hmm. or if they did like an attraction of like the whole house and you get to go in everybody's different rooms and you know experience, you know, what their gifts are. But what if we find out what our gifts are? Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you, B. I think that like that could be a really cool dark ride and they haven't done enough dark rides in my opinion. Like we've get, and I get it. Like you got to get the e-ticket attractions. You got to get those thrill rides to like kind of get that audience. And, but it is, it would be kind of nice to just get like a tangled dark ride and then Kanto yeah. dark, you know what I mean? Like just these rides that you can like go on, like um the little mermaid ride in new fantasy land and just like enjoy yourself and go on it a bunch of times. And it's just there for everyone to, well, really suck up people into a line, but also <laughs> to be able to see and like relive like this classic animated film that we love. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally right there with you now, Brett. Uh, what, how do you feel about the idea? Cause you love your blue skying with Imagineers. You like to, talk to Imagineers about blue skying. How do you feel about the idea that uh, these weren't necessarily things that were set in stone? And because there was a bit of pushback to that idea, right? But at the same time, it's almost like in 2019, they blue skied for us because a lot of the things that they announced aren't necessarily going to come to fruition. So there was a pandemic in the middle of all that. Uh, We can't certainly um, discount that. But what how did you feel about like that whole blue sky section? I was fine, you know, I mean, and who knows how long that all will take, but, but all the other parks around the world are getting so many really amazing attractions and different lands that why I show some love to Magic Kingdom as well, you know, and even if you do some repeats, that's okay. (laughs) They're here and we can see them here. We don't have to travel to far distances. So I'm okay with that, but it's probably going to be a little while before those sort of things happen, but it's good to know that they're working on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool because, and I wonder how that that worked out. You know, it was played to us like, Oh, we're going to get in trouble. Do you have the guts to show the concept art and stuff like that? But I do wonder if maybe they thought that this parks panel was uh, slightly lacking in concrete announcements. And so they wanted to tell people, but listen, we're working on things. I mean, you've got to remember that the parks were closed for a number of months 
and the parks uh, lost a lot of revenue. Now they're making more money than they ever have before right now. So, but there, there was still a loss of revenue there that I think that they need to make up for. So I liked the idea of giving the fans and almost seeing kind of what the reactions were for those hardcore fans in the, in the hall and uh, the villains area just makes so much sense. And if you're not going to open like an entire, I mean, the dream of a lot of people have been that fifth gate of an entire villains land. Right. But if you're not going to do that, at least get like some kind of villains area within magic kingdom. I think that that could be really, really cool and just excited to see where that goes in the future. Um, Since we're talking about magic kingdom, I don't know that it will be on anybody list and if it is i apologize for stealing it but we did also get a soft opening date for tron in the spring of 2023 i was Mm. expecting it to be considerably sooner than that so Mm. i was surprised by a spring 2023 date honestly i thought that they were going to use the opportunity to basically say like starting monday we're going to do we're going (laughs) to open up reservations for ap previews and stuff like that i mean like and then maybe do like a november or something release date or opening date and mainly because like josh was on the on the thing i mean you saw like they're not going to put the chairman of parks and resorts and merchandise or whatever his title is parks and products experiences um, on (laughs) on this attraction if it's going to fall over on him you know so like i i wonder if they're I get that they need something big for after the 50th anniversary is over. And so maybe that's why they're holding it until like that March, April timeframe when the 50th goes away. But um, any thoughts on that uh, particular announcement as well, Brett? It's all part of maybe Disney 100 push. Who knows, you know, but um, there's certainly there's a a long build up. So there'll be lots of excitement. And when that, you know, finally opens, so. Yeah, I there was an opportunity. There was a photo op to sit in the Tron vehicle, which I did not take advantage of. But I'm curious to see because I'm like, you know, I'm not quite to the Vanessa um, motion sickness <laughs> sort of thing, but I'm a little cautious. And, you know, so it, we'll just see. But I'm looking forward to it whenever it happens. But that's going to happen soon enough. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm see, with are you, you riding it with me? Um, okay. See, if I take my motion sickness pills, I may be able to do it. I got to see how it is first, but I've actually never seen the movie Tron. So I think before I get on the ride, I need to watch the movie, but yeah, hit me up when I get my drama mean, then we can talk. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. And that's a repeated ride coming over from Shanghai Disney. And it's really popular over there. Uh, it has taken a minute to get built again. It, it, uh, definitely delayed construction during the pandemic. And so we're excited to see that new area. And it's just gorgeous over there by Space Mountain. Being over there just a couple of months ago, um, it was incredible to see it. And it is it seemingly very close to being done, which again mm-hmm. is why I think it's more of a marketing thing that they're holding it until spring of 2023 as opposed to maybe uh, i think the structure is going to be done considerably before that they kind of did that with remy though too right they remy they wanted to open on epcot's birthday and it had been done a little bit earlier than the october 1st uh official opening date as well i know that technically that was a parks announcement but i'm also going to quickly put in my second one uh and then we'll go to brett and that is just to say that i'm really excited about the information we got from captain america new world order it's just so great to see anthony mackie on that stage i love the interaction between him and kevin feige there's been um you know a lot of pushback online to anything new 
And uh, I just love Sam Wilson as Captain America in the comics that that character makes so much sense to have that shield. And I just can't wait. You know, they're talking about it being kind of like that psychological thriller, have some conspiracy involved in it. That to me really screams Captain America Winter Soldier, which is still one of my favorite movies. And it's just a it's just wonderful. I'm really excited about this film. I'm really excited about bringing the cast together. And then we get Thunderbolts kind of out of it. So we're building that group of people, too. It's kind of cool to see Marvel maybe come more back to the ground because we've been spending so much time in like that mystic and cosmic realm Mm -hmm. that it's really neat to see like these ground soldiers um, be able to uh, take it from here. And I'm just really excited about New World Order. B, I know you were saying, yeah, all the time behind me. Oh, I am just so excited. I love Anthony Mackie. I love Sam Wilson. I love Sebastian Stan. I I just... These are the reasons I really love Marvel because they give you such incredible characters. But I think you are right. They went into like this mystic type of like world I guess and now they're going back to what my parents like the action and this is why they fell in love with Marvel you know they grew up reading the comics they you know love the movies but they started falling out with Marvel because they kind of went away from like more of like that hand combat action it got too spooky for them I think so (laughs) I think um Marvel's gonna have a great run coming up I mean there's another show that I'm excited about I- I'm gonna wait to bring it up but it kind of goes Ooh. along with that oh I'm Ooh, so excited we're teasing <laughs> it okay well Brett let's uh let's go to you first and your uh, another announcement from you that you were really excited to hear well um the jaw the next sort of jaw-dropping moment was when um Rob Marshall introduced Halle Bailey And, and we, and so the special, well, so the D23 audience, D23 uh, Expo, sorry, D23 Expo, (laughs) sorry, sorry. And sorry, Jeffrey, the D23 (laughs) Expo audience was treated to not just the preview, the little teaser for the little mermaid. We saw the whole part of your world and her voice is amazing. (gasps) And if I had any. I don't know. I just don't know. Oh, don't mess with the original. Don't make it live. It could be bad. Well, it's Rob Marshall. So it's going to be gorgeous because his production values are amazing. But to hear her sing part of your world was just amazing. And she has the blessing of Jodie Benson, the original voice of Ariel. And so that's cool. That was good. And I have to give you a twofer because um, these were just the things that just kind of surprised me and made me kind of go, yeah, live action. Okay. So the little mermaid and then, oh my gosh, we got to see Gal Gadot and Rachel Ziegler with Snow White. And I'm like going, oh my gosh, she is a singer. She is great. And Gal Gadot was gorgeous i love her to see all of that was just amazing so that's my you know those were my surprises classics that are i can't wait to see reimagined amazing that's great and i'm really excited about that too did you all see (laughs) uh to bring up like the the twitter stuff about did you see that uh people were like how is halle berry playing 
uh, little mermaid. She's like in her fifties <laughs> and, you know, so enough to where she had to actually respond and be like, it's not actually me. And uh, she's going to be brilliant. I also saw that Jody Benson was very excited uh, for the new iteration of little mermaid and that mm-hmm. she's excited for it to, to move forward. Uh, and it, the teaser really got me. I'm excited sure. for it too. And I know mm-hmm. that it really got you be right. Oh, tears, tears, tears. And The Little Mermaid is so special. This live action is so special. I'm on TikTok and there's videos of people's grandmothers seeing Hallie for the first time, singing Part of Your World and they're crying. There's children coming to the TV so excited. I am so excited for this. I love Hallie singing. Been listening to her since she was doing covers with her sister Chloe since they were younger. So I I can't wait. Y'all might have to like peel me out the theater, honey, when this comes (laughs) out because I'm going to be in shambles in um, Snow White. I love Gal. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad we seem to have stolen her from the DC people. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Excited for all of those. And you mentioned Rob Marshall as well. Of course, like I loved Mary Poppins Returns and the look and the production design of that, the direction of that. Rob Marshall's great. I can't wait for The Little Mermaid. It's going to be really fun to go and check that out in the theater. It's funny, like trying to keep track of like which ones of these are coming to the theater and which ones are not. Actually, I uh, just learned, I think just a bit ago that the Mufasa uh, movie that was announced is actually going to theater. I thought for some reason it was a Disney Plus, but it's not. It is going to be a theatrical release. And then, of course, it will show up on Disney Plus maybe about 45 days later or so. Uh, I was trying to explain to my son who is desperate to see DC League of Super Pets show up on HBO Max because we just went to go see that in July in the theaters. And I was like, listen here, Sonny. Back in my day, it took six months to get a VHS copy of this, if that, you know. So, um, but it is great to be able to have all these different entertainment options and everything else moving forward too. I, I guess, uh, B, you can go ahead and go next in this next round because you said you kind of teased us already that you had a show you wanted oh, to talk yeah. about. Okay. So let me go to this show first. Of course, it's another Marvel show. I love Samuel L. Jackson and I love him as Nick Fury. I, you know, one of my favorite shows is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That is like my comfort show. I will turn that on and on and on and on and on and on again. So when I saw Secret Invasion is coming out, Super excited. All-star cast. This is going to follow up on the events of Captain Marvel. Uh, you got some little shape-shifting aliens they're trying to control and get away from the Earth. So, again, more action, more fun. I think this is going to be another favorite Marvel show of mine up there with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So excited to see that. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to lead right from Secret Invasion into Armor Wars. And so I know Don Cheadle is at D23 Expo as well Mm -hmm. and starting to talk about Armor Wars and that kind of molds into Iron Heart. And so, like, we've got so much stuff coming from that kind of television side of the MCU, in addition to all these theatrical movies that we were going to have as well. It's interesting because really they announced a lot of movies that are coming at Comic-Con 
And so I was wondering what we were going to get out of D23 Expo. We did get some additional details to all of those different projects that they were working on. And so uh, we didn't get a lot of like brand new announcements at D23 Expo, but we did get certainly tons of more information on things like Secret Invasion and Armor Wars and Ironheart and all of these shows that are coming. We also got a ton of new information on Captain America. We found out a director confirmed for Fantastic Four. So we certainly got a lot out of that, too. Brett, did you have something? <laughs> yeah, well, briefly about Fantastic Four. That was my Uh-oh. hope, is that we were going to get a cast. So mm-hmm. when Mike, or excuse me, when Kevin Feige says, and I'd like to, and I'd, and we have the director of Fantastic Four here in the audience, stand up. That's all we have. Stand <laughs> up. We don't have a cast or anything like that. I'm just like going, well, that was a slightly underwhelming. But, okay, I've got to say it, and I know I'm a little out of turn, but it is in the Marvel Universe, that something that just kind of, well, it's going to scare me to death, but I just Uh-oh. love the uh, actors. Werewolf by and night. Were- yes, Craig, Werewolf by Night. How did you know? I'm like, a, that was just, I love the cast. I mean, Harriet Harris is in it, and so many cool people, and, and it just looks, and I mean, the director is... Is Michael uh, Giancino? Yeah. Anyway, and you know who's known to, as this amazing composer, but he studied film and he was giving us this little story of of all of that, and so that was cool. But it looks very dark and very scary. But I'm looking forward to it. And since I'm at home and not in movie theater, I can put the mute on if I need to. There so. you go. There you go. <laughs> but it it's just really- looks so stylistic and so interesting. And for Brandon out there, very noirish, you know. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> very- And I can't wait for that. It's interesting because we knew that that show was coming, but we had no idea that it was coming October 7th. I mean, like it is going to be dropping within the next month here. And that's incredible Mm -hmm. that we get that like right away. Uh, So they had a couple of those like that where it's like, Mm. by the way, you'll get to have this right away. You know, it was interesting. I was streaming on Disney plus day. There was, they've been saying this national treasure uh, series, it keeps showing on there that it's coming soon and it never had a date. And so I was almost wondering if they were going to pull like a Netflix at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago where they were like, guess what? You can watch it after the game, you know? And oh, so uh-huh. they did say that it's going to be, I think it's a November or December release for uh national treasure, but still it's really yeah. cool. All of the content that they had, that whole branded television panel seemed like it was a lot of fun. You got yeah. a lot of great, amazing shots. So we shared a bunch yeah. of those on Twitter hey, uh, on well, Beyond Mouse while we were doing it too. So it was great to have those uh, as well. I think that uh, for the next person to go, we should probably go ahead and go back to Mr. Rutherford and see oh, what I else thought it you was have. your turn. It's it's my turn again. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm just being, I'm trying to be nice here and kind of oh, just trying to save the really good stuff for you. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> right. So, okay. Well, you know, I mean, we were, when we were there, when it was time for the Disney, Disney, Disney Plus Disney Channel and Disney, whatever the kids group is. Um, I'm like, well, haven't we seen like everything? We've seen, you know, Hocus Pocus and we've seen and, you know, Disenchanted and all that. Oh, let's just go back to Disenchanted, shall we? Mm-hmm. I can. Well, so it's Disney Plus. So the things I'm looking forward to that I just was like going, oh, my gosh, the Disenchanted, the entire cast was there. And they did this whole comedy shtick with, um, uh, let's see, it was Amy Adams and 
let's see mm, who's the, who's playing the evil woman uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. Maya so they Rudolph, were doing right? the shtick okay. that they were in the park. And they... <laughs> so that was fun. They were doing the shtick thing. So that was fun. But everyone else, James Marsden and um, McDreamy himself. Who's that? Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey, who had like entirely full head of hair, but it was fully white. That was kind I saw of a, it. Bit of I a saw shocker. It. That was a little bit of a shocker, but he was there. Oh, and our wonderful Yvette Nicole Brown was there. That was cool to see her a couple of times, I must say. Mm-hmm. And so the cast looked great. The, the And yeah, the trailer for that looked so good. And I'm sorry to name drop because I've already name dropped that. But <clears throat> when Alan Menken was a guest on Beyond the House, I was able to ask him, you know, a little bit about, you know, so what tell us, can you tell us a little bit about Disenchanted? And he said, it's good. And I can't wait to see it. So I am looking forward to that. And again, with Disney, you know, plus, because I can't just give you one answer. Um, the um, Santa Claus's will be really interesting you know i'm like going because we need to know more and it's time for you know calvin to retire new santa claus it's mm-hmm. about time. and bernard so is back i know yes. i'm so excited you know that was a little everyone did it had an awe moment at that when we were in the hall so so you know disney plus i it's just amazing the content that that platform has allowed um disney to produce with all its various uh, intellectual properties and all of that. So I'm just like going, bring it, you know, I don't want a, a, a hard, cold winter where we have to watch, you know, TV all the time. But if, if that's the case, at least we will have good TV and no ice storms so we can have our cable and our, <laughs> our internets. Yeah, yeah. But it's just both disenchanted, especially, I just cannot wait for that. So, and everything else, Disney plus love it. Mm-hmm. Love Disney Plus for sure. I'm uh, going to take us back to the Parks and Experience panel. And of course, we already knew that there would be a sixth ship joining the Disney Cruise Line fleet. But we now have a name for that ship, and it is going to be called the Disney Treasure. And it's going to be focusing much more on the concept and theme of adventure. They seem to be going more with these themed concepts. So with the wonder and the magic, those were, you know, your original cruise ships they were kind of just starting out they were trying to envision what disney cruise line would become i would say that the fantasy and the dream are kind of like deluxe version of those ships they're much larger than the wonder um and the magic and so then with this fifth and sixth ship you now have the idea of almost like these themes or concepts that are driving what the cruise experience will be like so on the wish it really is supposed to be like cinderella's castle on the sea and so it's cool to think of the concept that the treasure is going to be this idea of adventure and that's really really exciting for me we got to see a little bit of the uh, atrium as well and I'm excited to have seen that. You got to see Aladdin on his magic carpet there. It mm-hmm. looks like that's going to be kind of the statue that welcomes everyone onto the ship. And I, you know, I haven't been on the wish. I got excited mm-hmm. about the wish. I can't wait to go on the wish. I've only been on a cruise ship for four days and it still is like so impactful that I'm just like, I love following along with the cruise news and I'm just mm-hmm. excited for the opportunity in the future to be able to go on to this ship for sure. Is, is this, is this something that interests you um, be at all? Do you, are you a cruiser? Are you hoping to get on these ships at some point? 
Yeah, I mean, I went on my first cruise in 2019 and I went on Carnival. I know that's not everybody's favorite, but I had a good time. So I'm really excited to do a Disney cruise in the future. I'm curious to know what your experiences have been on a Disney cruise because it looks so fun. But when I show people, they're like, oh, there's just for kids. They can't go on there. I'm like, y'all, I would have a ball on those cruise ships. So Mm -hmm. let me know. what, What are your experiences? Well, I'll have to tell you, like I, my, again, I was only on the dream, um, for the four night cruise, it was just Anna and myself. And we found that the adult areas were really pretty large. Mm -hmm. You could go to the district area, which was kind of like the bar area of that ship. And, um, then, you know, like if you're a Disney fan, if you're one of those Disney adults, you're going to love the fact that they're playing Disney music in the hallways and there's pirate. (laughs) night. And I mean, like basically what they've done in these cruise ships is to take what traditionally would be like a casino area, take that out and expand the kids clubs. And then also making sure that they have like a Broadway style stage as well. And so um, now on the wish, I've heard it's a considerably different experience for adults and that uh, things are more separated and slightly smaller because it does seem like the wish is much more marketed towards families. And well, so it looks super that kind cool, of checks though. out. I mean, if you think about it, like if you think that the, the wish is going to be like their castle on the seas, that's their magic kingdom. Right. I mean, like that, I get that that's focused more towards families. I'm okay with that. Right. Well, the Arendelle restaurant looks so fun, though. I'm like, I kind of want to eat there. And then (laughs) I think they have, don't they have like the Avengers restaurant? And it's kind of like Ant Man on the Wasp theme. So that looks really fun. So I don't know. I'm a big kid, though. So (laughs) you're going to end up loving it, I'm sure, when you get a chance to go. Now, Brett, you get to go on the wish very soon. Are you excited for the treasure as well? Yeah, well, I thought, you know, looking at the renderings, the color palette looked so interesting and so different uh-huh. from everything else. I'm like going, yeah, go with that. That'll be cool. There's always, you know, talk about a wish list. I'm like going, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and longer and longer and can't wait to, you know, try a couple of things. And uh, yeah, so it's it's fun to watch all of that sort of thing. And who will be, what is it? The Is it the, what is the... The godmother. godmother. Yes, the godmother. Who will be the godmother? All of those things. For adventure? Oh, man. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, give us Emily Blunt, right? From Jungle Cruise and Mary Poppins. She's got an adventure streak in her. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, yeah. So looking forward to all of that. So So, uh, do we have enough announcements that we want to go one more round? Or should we do some honorable mentions and then start to wrap up? You want to do one more round? Here we go, Rutherford. (laughs) Do it. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was kind of, you know, uh, at the Lucasfilm, Marvel, and Fox. Um, <laughs> um, I will just kind of tell you a little bit about that experience. You know, Lucasfilm. Okay. They've, they've given us so much. They've given us Star Wars, and they've given us so many wonderful new projects on Disney Plus that they kind of if there's kind of like a pecking order here in this, they were the first one. And I kind of felt bad for them because I'm like going, they need a little bit more respect and a little bit more. Yeah, I know uh, Marvel is really kind of big, but if you're talking, (laughs) or are we kidding? If you're talking Lucasfilm, Marvel, and the, the Fox product, which is Avatar, The Way of Water. 
Why didn't we start with Avatar, the way of water, and kind of get this pecking order where it needed to be? Now, I'm not going to say mm, disparaging remarks about egos or about James Cameron not being able to tell more than one story at a time in his world. But I will say this is kind of an honorable mention because I was not looking forward for number one. It was a three hour panel. Now there's a lot of a good thing, but at three hours, you don't want to, and and, okay. So when James Cameron, who was live from New Zealand via, you know, whatever. So I'm like going, so he, was taking his sweet time to introduce the cast, which was cool. Zoe Saldana is gorgeous. The cast is gorgeous. Um, uh, Sigourney Weaver is statuesque and gorgeous and wonderful. Anyway, and the guys are good looking too. But anyway, um, but and then and then they say, oh, and now we're going to pass out 3D glasses. I'm like, wait, this is going on for a long time. But they basically they turned the hall. They had like blackout curtains and turned it into like three theaters. And we got to see uh, clips, like full clips, not just a trailer, but it was kind of random clips that went on forever. But anyway, okay, let me just tell you, another jaw-dropping moment was watching Avatar The Way of Water in 3D. I cannot, it is such an artistic achievement. I don't care if he's telling the same story again, I will go see it. I will even go see Avatar again because it's been... I guess reworked and and upgraded to new technologies. It was the the water scenes were so stunning. I I anyway. So, but anyway, back to Lucasfilm because that's what's important. So, okay, all of the Disney Plus stuff. We got to see The Mandalorian. We got to see um and Andor? Was that the new Andor? One? Yeah. Yeah. All of that just amazing and then that little film that you've heard of and the character that you've heard of Indiana Jones 5 did they give it to, did they give us a title I can't remember they did not but when Harrison Ford came out mm. he was I mean he was he was very emotional you know for someone who's not really um, likes to do public appearances and all that but my guess is you know the character that played short round mm-hmm. um, um, he was backstage because he was in something else. And my guess is that part of this, you know, that what sort of brought his emotion to the forefront was this reunion that he had with someone from a very successful part of the Indiana Jones story. And that combined with you could tell that he had such respect for the new director. In fact, he said, you, you've 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 rescued us or you've saved us. So they've seen it. And he was so happy that basically, you know, what might have been a misstep in four, and I say might in question marks, because I don't know who it was, um, he feels redeemed in this. And it's interesting. My Canadian friend Jen thinks that he's going to be killed off. So there'll be, you know, and I was thinking, because I, I always kind of thought, you know, why do you, I mean, why aren't you passing the torch for this Indiana Jones thing? And then I was thinking, especially after watching him, his reaction at this time, I'm like, wait, this is really a role and a movie franchise that is entirely his. So this is kind of his biggest legacy. He's been in so many other films. And of course he's been in, I mean, he's in Star Wars, but that's not really his story, but, but Indiana Jones is his. So I can understand now a little bit more his ownership of that and wanting to come full circle with that and put that to rest. So it was, it was very touching and he had wonderful things to say about his co-star Phoebe 
three hyphenated names. Anyway, <laughs> I can't remember her name. Um, but, but she, uh, she was statuesque and wonderful and he's had wonderful things to say about her too. So that was just amazing. So I will say Lucasfilm, Indiana Jones five, and of course, everything Lucasfilm on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. I like it. All. Since Brett said everything Lucasfilm, I'm going to say, Everything Disneyland over on the parks yeah. panel is the thing that I really want to make sure we we mention in this. Disneyland got all of the love. Uh, Walt Disney Yay. World got a couple of meet and greets <laughs> back uh, and maybe some blue skying. But Disneyland actually got a lot of things back. One of them that is maybe only pertinent to me in this Zoom call, they are going to be returning a run Disney event to Disneyland in 2024. So immediately I was like, well, I got to sign up for that. So maybe that, <laughs> I don't know if that'll be my first trip to Disneyland or not, but that will be really exciting. I also love that this, and again, this was actually announced by Bob Chapik at the Legends panel. This is what they cut away from on the live feed. And I know that B and myself and Vanessa <laughs> and Anna were all watching this live feed and we we're like, what? Where's the Legends panel all at the same time? It's because Bob Chapik was announcing that there is going to be a third attraction at Avengers Campus in Disneyland. But then we got some details from Josh Tomorrow and Kevin Feige nice. on Sunday. And this sounds really cool. So they are basically bringing the idea and concept of the multiverse over to Avengers Campus. I love that for a multitude of reasons, not just for this attraction, but also it makes it to where like all these characters, and they've already kind of said that, you know, this this is kind of a land that doesn't necessarily exist in any particular parts. Like you can't um, pin it down to one exact time. It's kind of what I wish they would do at some point with Galaxy's Edge as well. They are. That's another story. But, um, but you know, the, I think that the idea of bringing this multiverse into it is going to be really fun. The idea of King Thanos and a Thanos that actually did win <laughs> at the end of Endgame, that's incredible. And just looking at even like this brief concept art that they showed us, you've got all the different Captain Americas there. You have mm-hmm. all these different Spider-Men there. Like you've got all of these people from different areas of the multiverse. And it's just going to be a really, really cool experience. So they're also getting that over at Disneyland. They're getting a Hulk, a yeah. huge Hulk. And he's going to be in his in-game attire. And I think that that's because they want the Hulk to be, I was trying to think of why they would put him in a helmet. I, I imagine it's because of the talking they probably want him to be able to talk and and make that a little bit easier and they do get grogu and the mandalorian over in oh, disneyland yes. as well now both of those i think that the hulk meet and greet is going to start basically right after uh soon after this episode drops and then the mandalorian meet and greet will happen in november so lots and lots of new things coming over to disneyland including a new disneyland dvc resort so uh if you want to buy into dvc over there brett you certainly could at the disneyland <laughs> hotel not that I checked, <laughs> but, but they said that uh, they're not yet ready for sale, that they have, they're, they're in the final areas of construction, but they have to do all of the, you know, all of the paperwork to get you yep, know, all the they, registration. I think I, think I just saw that, that, like something about like they, they've gotten to the point now where they can actually market it. I guess right. that they had this, <laughs> this time where before this paperwork was done, they couldn't even officially from Disney's perspective, even though the thing is being built, they couldn't be like, this is going to be a DVC hotel or a DVC property. And now they can. So it's just funny that like, if you would have asked someone at Disney officially, like, oh, what's that big building over there? They would have been like, Oh, what big building? What are you talking about? (laughs) But now they, they, they are your project. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. Lots of exciting stuff coming to Disneyland as well. Um, 
B, do you have anything that you'd like to add as kind of a, a final announcement for you here? Yeah, two things. Um, of course, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. We got to oh, see more of the yeah. art for that and the story behind it. I love that she's missing an ingredient. We're going to go help her find it. So <laughs> Disney World and Disneyland are getting that. But Disneyland is also getting a restaurant. So I'm going to go to Disneyland soon because I'm going to need some beignets. I know that's going to mm-hmm. be on the menu. Mm-hmm. And then they're also getting a store, which I think opens soon. I think that's going to open first, that store. Wow. So um, got to get to Disneyland soon. Of course, Disney World is getting the Splash Mountain re-theme soon, mm-hmm. hopefully in 2024. So mm-hmm. got to get back there for that. So excited about that. And then also Haunted Mansion stuff. Disney World mm. is getting oh, what y'all that, call what is it yes. the Hatbox Ghost hat or something? Ghost now I have not I, I have not um, been on the Haunted Mansion yet. Hopefully that will happen soon. I know my yeah. friend didn't want to get on it, y'all. I have scarred her with ta- uh, Tower of Terror, and she's like, "No, that's gonna be scary." Like when you make oh, me on that, not so. <laughs> it's, it's not as scary. So hopefully I get on that soon because I heard it's really fun. And then also the Haunted Mansion movie, even though I do like the Eddie Murphy one, that that's my jam. But I'm excited to see Jamie Lee Curtis and that was so cool. That was so cool. I mean, you know, her. So, you know, well, we couldn't do this film without this person. And so the doom buggy, it turns around. And it's Jamie Lee Curtis and she just waves. (laughs) Madam Leota just waves as it goes across the stage. It was so fun. Oh, that looks so cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see what they do with the movie. I'm really excited to hopefully get on this ride soon. And of course, Tiana, baby, I'm coming for you in those beignets. I I will Mm -hmm. be there when when it opens. So Mm -hmm. I'm just really excited to see what they do in the parks. Really excited. Lucasfilm, of course, they're doing the resurgence of Willow. Um, So that's going to be really cool. I love fantasy I love Lord of the Rings type thing. So this, you know, I was like, man, this is really giving me that fantasy adventure type of uh, show. And I think uh, Warwick Davis, I think his daughter is going to be in the film, will the show with him. So just really excited to see all that. And, you know, I think we got some decent announcements. I think I have enough to hold me over until next time. So (laughs) I'm just excited. And Christian Slater's in it, too. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yep. Yeah. Christian, oh, wow. uh, what was I trying to do on, on the live feed for Twitter? I was saying, is it Christian Warwick or is it Warwick Slater? I think Warwick <laughs> Slater is probably a cooler name uh, when those two were on stage <laughs> together, for sure. No, that there were so many announcements, and I'm sure that there are a bunch that we missed that we didn't talk about. I will give you one last go, only because I know Brett probably has a list of 17 <laughs> things over there. Well, you know. And you just like, is there anything else that you just need to throw out there? Like, this podcast will not be complete if I don't say this. Yes, the last part of Disney Live and uh, and Disney Animation was Ariana or Ariana Debose um, singing the new song from Wish. So that yeah, so let's let's get let's let's be treated to that. So that was amazing. It started off with uh, yeah, it was amazing. So it was just amazing. Nothing I, like an so Academy cool. Award winner serenading that's you right. throughout the yeah, weekend. They just right. sing, everyone just sings the song and leaves. You know? <laughs> I'm like and that's going. that's the that is like the origin story of the uh, wishing star, right? That we find yes. in Pinocchio. So yes. it will be and, really and everything else, all of the wishing sort of mm-hmm. yeah, sort of things. Yep, so cool. 
And this is a good, um, this, this is as good as time as any to say that, uh, we also did get some more details on Strange World. And I'm excited to let you all know that next week there's going to be a special episode all about Strange World on the Beyond the Mouse feed because, uh, we've been invited by Disney to take a sneak peek of the film and then also to talk to some of the creators of the film as well. This social media embargo is not up until September 21st. So I will not tell you all the amazing things uh, about this until that time. So you'll have to check it back out. Uh, I will tell you, I'm very excited to be able to get a chance to talk to the creators a little bit later on this week and then bring that to you next week as well. It's going to be an exciting time. Other things coming up in the relatively near future, Brett is going to be getting together all of these folks that were actually out at D23 Expo, including uh, maybe some additional Friends of the podcast, maybe Friends? some podcast Ooh, hosts, yeah, maybe maybe some there. front row network people, Ooh, all those. these people that were there. Yes, and it's so it's going to be really fun to get to hear all of your experiences. So this was kind of like our reaction to the announcements. Those guys are going to be talking, and of course they can bring up any announcements they want, but they're yeah. going to really be focusing a lot on like the experience of being mm-hmm. at D23 Expo 2022. And I can't wait to listen to that as we prepare for D23 Expo 2024, right? And of course, we have a destination D23 uh, in the middle of that in the year 2023, which will be the Disney 100. So just party every day, party all the time yeah. at the Disney company. It's going to be lit, uh, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just all so wonderful. B, it was great having having you here today and just great having you on this show so often yeah always a pleasure but tell vanessa a new sheriff is in town and i'm not going anywhere <laughs> you even took her microphone tonight i did i did we we did a switcheroo earlier it's really funny because like you logged in and i was like that's vanessa's mic what is this <laughs> vanessa knock if you need out of the closet or something like where does <laughs> yeah, b have absolutely. you hiding b is locked up forever if she's mine <laughs> <laughs> you've stolen her voice right i have seriously maybe i should be in the little mermaid now <laughs> <laughs> all right brett it was also so nice to get a chance to talk to you and to be able to kind of find out through you like it was cool getting all of those photos because i will tell you buddy from your reserved seats, you had considerably better photos than the Disney official photos uh, really? that were coming out on social media. Oh, wow. And I got to better. do the video of, you know, like of Captain Marvel, the musical and yeah. and the Tiana. Yes. Uh, Rogers, yeah. Rogers, the musical, yes, you Captain mean? Rogers. Captain Marvel, oh, is it? the musical. <laughs> oh, sorry. Rogers, Captain, they would the never do a Captain Marvel, the musical. What is it? Well, Rogers, sorry. the musical. Steve Rogers, the musical, right? I thought it was Captain America, the musical. No, it's just Rogers, the musical, you two. Oh. Well, Sweet. it's something. Well, anyway, I bring, saw it, you, and it's available. You're, you're you know. thinking that the, the, the Captain America guy is <laughs> coming at me with this? Okay. Well, sorry. Just about to get spicy, I'm like, going, I am still in a D23 fog. You're, you're, you're lucky it. I'm I as coherent it. as I am tonight. So I get it. Well, if <laughs> you are in a fog listening to this episode, I don't know how to transition to this. So uh, you could definitely go and check us out on our past episodes, which include a bunch of different interviews and different things that we've done about the parks and about films. You can find us by searching Beyond the Mouse on any podcast feed of your choice. We also are active on social media as well. Beyond Mouse 
House on Twitter was actually really going crazy this week with all the D23 Expo stuff. We were uh, trying to live tweet along with us and getting pictures from both Brett and from Jacqueline and trying to get those up on the feed as soon as possible. We also are Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram. And then, of course, you can find us on Facebook. Beyond the Mouse Podcast is our page. But we do really would like you to come and join our group, which is beyond the mouse podcast pals. And uh, we just love to see you in there because then we can talk more D 23, 2022 announcements. We can talk uh, more Disney films coming up and just everything that we have going for us in the future. It's just going to be an excellent time to be a Disney fan as we move towards the Disney 100 here, Brett, you have a final thought. Oh, well, no, just the idea for beyond the mouse podcast pals and exclusive I gave you all exclusive behind the scenes at at D23 Expo. Now, a lot of it was from Hall E, which is the waiting area, but you got little glimpses of the stage floor and all of that and so many other things. So, yeah, so it does pay to be a podcast pal. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) It does pay to be a podcast pal, that's for sure. It's just been great getting to catch up with both of you, and I'm excited for the next set of announcements that we get because we could always use more as Disney fans. But for now, for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Brett. And I'm B. And we will see you real soon in the front row, hopefully in the front row of a multiverse King Thanos ride in Avengers. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would love to defeat everybody on that. <laughs> it was awesome that he had the beard. That was so good. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah.